You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. If you have a bad back or bad knees, but feel like you should be playing alongside professional athletes goosed up on steroids, well, you're in luck because we're talking about the movie Basketball for our Summer Drive-In series. And, uh, yeah, if you didn't hear know that uh, that voice, that woo, was Josh and I am Nick, uh, two of your probably most uh, good-looking hosts of Systematic Ecology. And uh, this is, we're wrapping up the end of the Drive-In series, which uh, you didn't know. The Drive-In series is just a series where we, uh, par- the hosts at Systematic Ecology, partnered up and we had to pick a summer blockbuster film to watch together. Um, we each had our own, and it couldn't be part of a franchise. And, and then we come together and talk about it, and you get to uh, experience a little ear candy about these movies. Yeah, dude. Dude. Yeah, such, dude. Such a good point, dude. Uh, yeah, if, the, if those dudes, uh, if you can tell, they're references to Basketball, uh, a movie that you should watch if you like uh rated r raunchy comedies yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> uh so josh uh you had not seen this movie before and uh for the for those of you who don't know uh, basketball is a movie starring the creators of south park matt stone and trey parker they had just got um south park approved so they've only had like one season of south park and the summer after they got invited to uh they got asked to be a part of this movie and it's just this slapstick comedy um that i'll get into a little bit more but what did, what did you think josh dude <laughs> <laughs> oh man i honestly i laughed a lot i was cracking up um i was a little bit surprised just because slapstick humor stuff doesn't typically tend to be my gig yeah but i was suspicious i'd like it once you were like it's the south park guys because i was like i do like some of the i like some of their like more thought out jokes you know i don't like the fart jokes in in south park you know like not necessarily literally fart jokes like just classifying that type of humor i don't like that as much but a lot of times you'll see where they'll do like almost meta humor or humor that's really analyzing our culture of the time and those that's always just like Ironically, I know it sounds like I put a lot of thought into it, but really, I just find it funnier. No, 100 <laughs> percent. Yeah. And puns. I always think the puns are really funny or like yeah. stuff where people are doing something and they have and they're criticizing someone else for doing literally the same thing. Yeah. And they just have no idea. I lo- like that's the kind of stuff where I'm like that. That's good humor. So, yes. Yeah, this 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 had a little bit of the raunchy you mentioned, a little bit of that, like, I don't maybe you call it like the fart joke kind of humor, but it also had a lot of that, like, really analytical kind of humor, I guess. Yeah, I think because you were talking about the first year of South Park where um, they're the first year into their careers, right? They are guys, they're literally like a couple years out of college um, and they went from making a, a first season TV show on Comedy Central, which was like still kind of a newer network at the time. And then they get asked to do a feature film, um, which is kind of nuts to think about. But uh, basketball, I'll talk to you. Get, so the, <laughs> you know, the, the plot summary is basically that Trey Parker, the main character who's known as Coop um, and his uh, his best friend, Reamer, they live together. They go to a house party of an old high school friend. They're, so, they're right around probably early 20s kind of age where everyone's kind of going to college um, and they are still stuck in their hometown you know, hanging out and playing Nintendo <laughs> and 
they end up inventing a basketball game called the basketball, where they basically blend elements of baseball, but then add a basketball hoop. And they have so the whole the whole movie is basically like modern sports suck and they make this like fantasy world where like sports are so commercialized that nobody is attending sports events anymore. And so now they have created this game that any Joe Schmo can play and uh, there there's not allowed to be any corporate sponsorships or basically commercialization besides what is there for the game. And it's basically their journey on getting it basketball, this silly invented game into a professional sport and then fighting corporate leaders to keep the sport (laughs) quote unquote pure. Yeah. It was so funny how it started too, because they're at this like party from the old high school hottie or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, these two guys challenge him and they're like, they're good at making shots. They're just making the shots. And he's basically trying to describe how they're going to play. He's like, we're not going to really play a game. We're, you know, because they already bet money. They were like, we'll bet you $20 to win. And then these guys come out and they're balling. And it's like, oh, crap. How do we beat these guys? Because they're actually good. And they kind of just make up. They're like, just BSing. Make up this thing on the spot. It's like, you know, you just described horse. I was like, no, it's not horse. It's like baseball. Because if I shoot it here, I get a home run. And if I shoot it there, I get a first base. (laughs) And it was literally just nonsense that ended up becoming like a real thing. (laughs) Yeah, it, you know, they go to this party and it's literally a bunch of yuppies. If you can think of like the late 80s, like 90s yuppies, <laughs> like that's exactly. And they challenge these yuppies to basketball. And like Josh said, they're like, oh, this is easy. Like we play the basketball all the time. And they are just alley-ooping, slam dunking uh, these dudes in their khakis, their boat shoes, and their, uh, you know, their cardigans <laughs> tied around their neck. That was pretty funny too, honestly. <laughs> I was like, why, do, why are they balling right now? <laughs> Uh, yeah, probably one of the best jokes starting off. The uh, did you just describe horse? No. Uh, yeah, so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of it too. Mm-hmm. So we'll get we'll get more into the jokes and the and the meat of the movie. But like this movie was written by the guy who did the Naked Gun movies and who did Airplane, which are like legendary slapstick, you know, movies. Uh, Airplane started it, and then the first Naked Gun, the other two Naked Guns, I, I enjoy them, but they definitely didn't. Um, receive the amount of attention as the first one did. And so he wanted to make this movie and he actually, uh, he, the director creator, David Zucker actually invented basketball for real. So like him and his friends made a, this game like back in the day <laughs> and like, oh, actually a local news station oh. actually came and filmed his friends <laughs> in their neighborhood doing it. And he, he was like, I'm going to make a movie That's about pretty, this. That's funny. And how, what happens if it went pro? Yeah. So, which, which, which is kind of nuts. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, we, we did blockbusters and summer blockbusters. So originally he wanted Chris Farley to play the lead and Chris Farley, uh, at the height of his comedic comedy career said no. And, uh, Matt, then he approached the South park dudes, uh, David Zucker did. And, uh, it was on a budget of like $25 million and it was actually a flop. It only did $7 million during its time in the theaters. So it was a pretty big flop, but has become kind of like a, a meme, big South park fans. Like I'm a huge South park guy, have the movie, (laughs) like, you know, still enjoy it every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty funny. It's pretty funny. The the biggest challenge though was, was finding it. 
So if people yeah. are like looking to stream, you got to get like add on stars with a with the seven day trial and watch it like immediately, then go cancel that subscription. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> well, you know what I do? I cheated. You know, <laughs> like I'm not paying ten dollars. Of course, you can always rent it on Amazon for like four or something. I think, but yeah, and it's a it's a movie. Free I'd trial. say yeah, free trial it. Um, you know, even still, I would probably even say you could probably go to Walmart just to the five dollar DVD bin. You could probably find it pretty easily. Um, Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah, go to like a used. We have a big used book media store, and I actually got it from there for like three bucks. So oh, yeah. you know, so you do that. Get one of those projectors, put it outside, put a sheet up on your uh, on your driveway, and you just created your own drive-in. <laughs> Man, we yeah, literally, and the nostalgia yeah, is super real. Uh, yeah, I felt some serious nostalgia watching this movie too. Oh yeah, I, I felt like it was funny because I was feeling the nostalgia feels, and I've never seen it before. But I was like, this is just like this is what we like. That was what humor was in the nineties. <laughs> no, it's real. I think yeah. South Park, and I think because they shaped uh, humor so much in the late nineties, early two thousands, that I think yeah. that even because the South Park movie, I had revisited it in college and had the nostalgic feeling but i had never seen the south park movie until i was in college and i think they just have that, yeah that yeah. you know i get that yeah yeah same thing with like stick of truth great game <laughs> oh so yeah anything south park you know the fractured butthole the sequel to the stick of truth <laughs> i still haven't played it i've been I'm wanting to levels better just, levels better than the stick of truth it's so what? good yeah i love stick of truth i was just afraid nothing could live up to how much i like that <laughs> anyway i thought, I thought anyway, back, yeah back to basketball <laughs> Back to baseball. We could uh, we could talk about South Park all day, uh, but we won't. Uh, so That's we have talked. Episode. Yeah, next episode. <laughs> uh, we should do that actually. Uh, yes. So, do you think we we kind of said yes? But like, do you think that the movie, with all its slapstick comedy and like fart jokes, has like a good legitimate <laughs> criticism of like the sports industry? Yeah, well, it's, it's funny that this was in the 90s because I feel like it's only become more relevant mm-hmm. so, in, in some different ways even. But like, yeah, absolutely a lot more commercialized, uh, a lot more all that stuff. I'm, I'm not huge into a lot of sports. I know Nick's wearing his Miami Dolphins hat. You know, I support all <laughs> Florida football it's true. except for Gators. Um, <laughs> eh. Sorry if you're a Gators fan, but you're not really welcome here. Um, <laughs> Find a new podcast. Uh, I'm just I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But um, actually, I grew up in Tallahassee. My mom went to Florida State, so I'm obligated. I have a contract at birth to hate the Florida Gators. Um, it's also part of just being like your last name's Noel. You you can't you know you, you got to cheer for the Knowles. So oh, I'm a I love college that. football guy. Yeah, huge college football guy. I, I told my wife when she married me, she's now officially a semi Noel. Um, <laughs> So for me, I'm looking at that. And for those who don't know, this year, the Supreme Court had a ruling. And basically, now college players are going to be able to make money for what they do in college football. So they're going to be able to do some of these advertisements and different stuff on the side. It's exciting on one hand, because it means I might get the college football video games back. And those are the only ones that I cared about. I don't care about Madden. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, that's great. But on the other hand, a lot of us are afraid right now who love college football because all of a sudden it's going to become about the money. Now. It's going to come about these other things. The reason I like college football over pro football is because they're to me, it seems like they're playing harder because they know they can't get there unless they get it here. You know, and then right. once they're in pro, they're already making the money. Like, yeah, I can sit on the bench and make millions. You know, <laughs> like one of my favorite college football players, Christian Bonder was only in pros for like a couple years. I'm not saying he didn't try. I am saying he made plenty of money. His wife, like, as uh, one of the announcers for sports, and 
he doesn't do anything anymore. <laughs> you know, yeah. like he's fine. And that's just, I guess that's like the one fear for me right now that makes it really relevant. And then couple that with like a lot of sports and that this goes with our political series we're doing right now with our show too, is, you know, all of a sudden you see all of these things, whether you agree or not with, the, you know, they have the black lives matter on the back of the helmets. I fully support that, all that, but you know, they have like a lot of political stuff on their jerseys, on their helmets, on this. And it has driven a lot of people away from watching sports. Cause they're like, right. I, don't, I just want the sport. I don't want all this other stuff. Yeah. I think it's almost like the uh, basketball does like a post. It's like a post apocalyptic sports movie where like everything else is fine <laughs> yes. except like the status <laughs> state of sports. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's like that's an actually ongoing joke throughout where, you know, they talk about Shaq and they're like, where do you think Shaq made all his money? And like they're talking about like when he <laughs> yeah, actually went pro, when he went up. to the Lakers and they're like, oh, yeah, when he was in college and everyone's like, what? No. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be. He didn't make it in Miami. He made it when he sold out and traded to L.A. But everybody's answer actually kept being when he was in college. And now it's funny because that might be true soon. Also, right. if you saw Nick Saban's paychecks. Lord. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. I mean, the fact that that man was doing freaking uh, Aflac commercials. I mean, even before that, right? Even before that. Yeah. Which here's that's my that's my commentary of the day. They talked about like early on in the movie. There's like sports used to be done for the nobility's sake. Like we like to see how good humans can be at stuff. Like it was about the thing. And that's one of my big criticisms against Nick Saban. You know, he has his team do all this like psychoanalysis stuff to like mess with the other team. We're going to go out there and stomp on their logo. We're going to be disrespectful and all this ways so that they get upset and we can beat them because for him, it's all about winning. It's not about the sport anymore. Yeah. I know a lot of people love him. I know a lot of people love Alabama football. But for me, I'm like, you're you're ruining the game with some of this where you're you're making it about things that aren't the sport itself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They um, yeah. They, it was they tie it, which is really interesting because South Park has lives in this weird space. The creators where they like grew up punk kids and they're like kind of <laughs> against the system. Yeah. But they're also like they tie a lot of their stuff to like American exceptionalism where and like mm-hmm. you said, they talked about like how sports was like a metaphor for like the achievement and growth that could is possible um, and can be exceeded by humans you know, particularly in the United States and how, like you said, it's all about it's critiquing like the selling out part of it. So it's just really interesting because there's lots of images of like, you know, like when they do stuff like the American things, right? Like the American flag will play or they'll do the pledge of allegiance. (laughs) And like, yeah, I thought, I thought that was just because South Park has this weird, um, they also did a movie called team America, which is like all about critiquing, like the Bush administration's foreign policy. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, it's just interesting to watch a movie that was made six years earlier. That's like sports America. And then later on, they're like America. Yeah. It's just, it's, uh, it's <laughs> you know, just really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Sidebar on that. <laughs> Whenever they were critiquing um, how people were like all up in arms about people kneeling during the, uh, the anthem. Yeah. They did it or like, we'll just have JJ Abrams do what he did with Star Trek and Star Wars and he'll redo the anthem and it's fine. And the anthem starts with, please stand kneel sit or, or i forget like squat during this anthem and everybody's like wait how do we protest it now <laughs> yeah that was like, the south park episode and uh they jj abrams stuff. tries to redo the anthem and everyone's just confused and then it just muddles the anthem <laughs> and ruins it for everybody <laughs> it's so good <laughs> 
I, that had me cracking up. But yeah, and I mean, you see the same kind of themes with like this movie too. And I think what's funny is like, it starts off with this criticism and we're going to get away from this part. But if you remember the beginning, it's also criticizing how people are like overly celebratory and it's all about mm. the show. And yet a lot of baseball, it's like they ignored that the rest. I don't know if this is done on purpose or not, but like a lot of baseball, when you're watching the games, there's like these women's doing these shows and like all the stuff. And a lot of it is like, oh, can we distract the shooter? It's like part of the game is you can do whatever you want to interfere with the shooter to make him like miss because he's distracted. Right. And it is very much just show and stuff. And I was like, is that, did they just forget that that was part of the beginning or are they just intentionally ignoring that? I was actually, I was kind of confused about that. No, that's a, I didn't even really catch that, but that's true. Um, and even like, uh, you know, to a certain degree at the end they do like, obviously the bad guy gets them to agree to like a corporate merch deal and it's like going to be like they you know the guy's like oh we're gonna send proceeds to the charity that um the main character's love interest is you know the director of and so he uses that Mm -hmm. as blackmail but even later you know they start tying in corporate stuff um and even uh the main character finds out that all his merchandise is being made by like child laborers in calcutta Mm -hmm. and then he stops it and creates jobs in the united states and so he basically becomes like an ID instead of like this evil corporate overlord. He, you know, he starts like, uh, you know, he gives his team members part ownership of, you know, the team. Mm-hmm. He gets jobs in the United States and, you know, has them do the Pledge of Allegiance before their work day or whatever, <laughs> which <laughs> obviously, is really yeah. yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, and I think that it's one of South Park's things is that there's an early episode where they critique um, star. They critique like a local coffee shop and then they compare it to Starbucks. Like, so Starbucks coming into a town and the local coffee shop is like, Oh, this is evil. We have to like out, we have to get the corporate thing out of there. And so they start using like um, marketing tactics that are usually associated <laughs> with like big corporations. And like the whole point yeah. was that like, um, some businesses can be good for the economy and communities and local businesses can be just as bad. Um, and I think they kind of are getting around to the same thing where they're like, it's not, it's mostly the content of the character behind the, you know, the corporate owner or something. Yeah. I like how we're making this a South Park episode too. (laughs) Yeah. Cause that was a, it also made me think of a South Park episode. (laughs) You know, there's the one where they're, they're criticizing, um, school meals and stuff. They have, um, all this processed food at the school and they're kind of criticizing that and they end up replacing it with, you know, they team up with Burger King. They have the impossible burger. So they get that kind of stuff replacing it. So, which it turns out was also just vegan processed crap. Like there's the same yeah. thing. They just said vegan because it didn't have anything real in it. <laughs> you yeah. know, and uh, you, you kind of see this with here too. Like well, I mentioned earlier, like it was all about the showmanship and then they still made it about the showmanship and it was all about not having capitalism. And then, they end up doing capitalism and you see with like the kids stuff where they're um, they were, you know, really upset and went and did something because they were unintentionally using these children in, you know, for child labor. But at the same time, intentionally, <laughs> they're here. They're taking a kid to the bar. You know, they're having him drink alcohol with them. They accidentally they in the hospital and they end up like pulling some plugs and electrocuting the child. And it's like, you know, you might not have known about the abuse you were doing over there, but you did know what you were doing to the kid that was with you. So you kind of still see that little bit of um, classical irony, I guess you would say. 
Yeah. And like you said, even too, the part where they have like all of the players and people in the stadium wear like a ribbon for the kid because he's dying of some liver disease of some sort. It's unclear. Uh, and it makes it funnier when they take him out drinking and he's like the kid's drunk out of his <laughs> mind. And they're like, are you sure you're going to be okay for your liver surgery? <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, guys, y'all, y'all are contributing. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if they did like, that on purpose. If that's like, if it's, if it's, you know, kind of similar where they're like, oh, America and stuff. I wonder if it was intentionally like, oh yeah, there's just no way out of this. Like we're just stuck in exploiting people for yeah. you know making money. I, I'm gonna say it has to be knowing knowing them. I feel like it definitely, but also, I mean, I'm just thinking like. This is funny, not to make it about churches, but I mean, just Americans in general, we do this thing like we care so much about donating to help these people who are hungry in Africa or hungry over here. We send missionaries to these other countries to help with these needs. And it's like, okay, but you're mistreating the people here. Like, you know, I'll be specific with churches because that's my own culture and it's easier to criticize. But, you know, when you're here talking bad about one another, you have people in your own church who can't afford their house bill and can't afford three meals a day. And you're sending money to a missionary to feed children in another country. My, my mind always goes to, well, why aren't you caring for the people who are hungry in your own congregation first? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's really, I really like that, that, that kind of the same thing translates. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I just really, <laughs> that's just such a bad no, <laughs> I didn't mean to just drop that, but no, I got to think about that more. Think I think that's such a really great, I think you like the way that you talked about, like the, talking about the exploitation of child laborers versus like the acceptance of exploiting the kid with sickness as just like part of it and charming and sweet um, yeah. is like, Oh man, the, the irony there is insane. And then tying it into like the missionary culture, the talk, to the toxic kind of mix missionary culture is very, uh, is really, really good. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> funny thing though. <laughs> This is one of the funny jokes um, that does tie in whenever he goes over country to like save those people in the other country, those kids, they, they try to solve the mystery of why he's missing. Right. So the first one, it was like, maybe he hung himself. Cause one guy was like, I don't care if he killed himself, you know? And then the next one, it was uh this lady was like, he doesn't care about people who are in harm. It's like, maybe he's with children who are in the worst situation. Disney world. <laughs> I was like, why? Like, why are we just, like, I feel like something must have been happening in the 90s with Disney, but I was like, that was still funny. I was like, why? Yeah, I also was like, wait a second. Like, what's happening with Disney that they're like, yeah, this is an even worse place for children. Yeah. Also, they they have uh, Robert Stack, I think is his name, who was the host yeah. for freaking Unsolved Mysteries. And they actually yeah. brought him in. That was so funny. So great. I had forgotten about the oh. whole Unsolved Mysteries bit. And they, they actually got um, Reggie in the film. Oh, yeah. God, that was cool. Um, you know, another outdated joke, though. <laughs> there was another one. They were talking about how the kid, like everybody being like drunk, smelling like alcohol. I'm like they smell like Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, that's right. He was not in a great place in the 90s. That joke uh, yeah. does not age well, but it's also one of the more funnier jokes. And uh, yeah. that's one yeah. I allowed myself to laugh <laughs> pretty hard at. Yeah. Oh, be, yeah. In, but, you know, I, for those of you out there, be warned. It's, you know, I think, you know, it's rated R. It's the South Park guys. So you guys know the caution. But also there's some jokes that really didn't age well. There's a lot of like homophobic jokes um, and lots of like racial stereotype jokes. Um, like when they go to 
India, like the kids are wearing hard hats and the hard hats are shaped like turbans. And you're like, oh, gosh, I was trying not to laugh, though. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I know this is terrible, but yeah, it's a late well, it 90s. Like- it's it was stuff that was pretty commonplace, like the jokes. Uh, yeah, it, they were pretty commonplace. We, better. we, we did. Better. We did. Although I still thought it was it was interesting, a little bit amusing because the one joke I'm not going to repeat the joke. They do make a joke that was kind of homophobic. Like, oh, no, that wasn't a homophobic joke. That was an Australia joke, but they got a flag, which I didn't know you could get flags in basketball because you can taunt people. But apparently you can get a flag for uh, for, for being homophobic. After yeah, all. they did. Yeah, that was yeah. interesting where I was like, that's the only penalty someone got was yeah, that's the only penalty joke. you can get, apparently. <laughs> yeah, you could literally squirt milk out of your nipple, pretend to cut your finger off, um, moon someone. But you, you can't you can't. That's that's the line. <laughs> You know, it's interesting, too, is South Park was one of the first uh, shows that was like on the front lines for fighting for like gay rights and stuff. Like there were great gay rights organizations in the United States that like were like thanked South Park and like South Park did a lot of work with a lot of gay rights. Yeah. So weird, you know, kind of dichotomy of like making out very strong gay jokes to also being like. (laughs) People should marry whoever yeah. they want. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> um, yeah. But so um, I guess, too, before we, we we wrap it up, like obviously South Park and the South Park dudes have like shaped humor, like adult may contributed to the popularization of adult animation. But they were actually the first um, it's, there was the first instance of the word derp actually happened at the beginning of the film. And uh, for those of you who don't know, derp, I'm sure most people here have to know what derp is, right? Like derpiness, derpy, derp, derp. Uh, it's kind of an abstract term <laughs> that makes... It, it, in South Park a lot. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And uh, I thought that was interesting. And just, um, you know, just it's obviously... Imp- we've talked about just how its impact mm-hmm. has, and why it's important to discuss it. But I thought that even before, like their first outside of South Park, they invented like a meme word. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how cool is that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I love that you included in the, that in the notes. Whenever um, we first got my dog, I got a little beagle named Copper. We both, me and my wife, were on the way. They were like, you know, beagles are really derpy dogs. Oh, so yeah. We looked up like derpy names and we were trying to figure out what to name them. I ended up naming them after Fox and the Hound, but I still sometimes will call him my little derpy boy. <laughs> it's yeah so i love love that you included that that makes me happy and just like the fact (laughs) that like you uh just just shared your uh your animal uh you know your intimate moments with your animals because i'm imagining calling them your little derpy boy and my uh, little derpy boy yeah yeah whatever you know like runs into a wall or something just stupid (laughs) like oh my little derpy boy come here So, uh, you know, we've covered a lot, uh, in this, in this brief time with basketball. I think that y'all should, I hope that our conversation has you curious. I think if you watched it, that if y'all like South park, you'll absolutely like basketball. Um, Oh yeah. But if we, uh, you know, if we were going to a basketball game or just, you know, basketball, seeing it at the drive-in, uh, especially in the summer, (laughs) it's hot. Um, we're too, you know, we're, let's, we're probably in middle school, high school, we can't we can't drink. Uh, what kind of uh, what kind of icy would you get, Josh, to uh, to cool yourself down? Man, I'm thinking we're on the way to the drive in. We could stop at a 7-Eleven yeah. or a QT 
or something, you know, to oh, like yeah. get like a real good range of flavors. They do have, and I know you said uh, we're not 21, but good news is these ices, even when they're named after alcoholic drinks, aren't alcoholic. The pina colada flavor, man. Oh, I, I love so it. Good. I love just that combination of things. It's funny because I don't really eat coconut. I don't really eat pineapple. But man, you get them together. Something magical happens. Something man. magical. That's a great <laughs> choice. Uh, we had a. I worked at a coffee shop and we had a pina colada smoothie and it was Ooh. amazing. Sounds great. Spectacular. Yeah. yeah. It's a great choice. I, I would be in Colada, man. Ah, so good. I, uh, you know, I would do, <laughs> I would really like the, um, the lemonades when they mix it with stuff. I would probably pick like a raspberry lemonade, oh, yeah. uh, icy. Ooh. They always hit the spot. One. Yeah. And I'd hit, I'd hit 7 Eleven because every time I go anywhere that's not 7 Eleven, the icy's, the consistency just isn't there for me. 7 Eleven just has it. That's fair. So, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Really, I prefer a slush to an icy, but that's getting into uh, minute differences that don't really matter. Oh, yeah. I just like them a little bit more liquid. I drink it too fast for an icy. I end up with just a bunch of ice. <laughs> yeah, that's how I am, too, which I think 7-Elevens are slushies, right? And then icies are. That's a great question. <laughs> yeah. I'm counting them all as the same for the purpose of it being able to say pina colada. So I like it. I like it. <laughs> so there you go listeners go to your if you go to the drive-in this summer which my wife and i are planning to see a double feature of oppenheimer Ooh, and barbie nice. at some point that's what i'm gonna get very nice i'll get myself that icy um but yeah we uh this is this is the last drive-in uh episode for the series and you can check out the show notes and you can go to the playlist and listen to all of them we've done really cool stuff josh and i did one on kingdom of heaven uh yeah you know christian and uh kino did uh blade even though they cheated with the franchise those cheaters yeah yeah um, <laughs> but nonetheless a very great episode and the last dragon that was a good oh one. yeah the inside last dragon out. inside out was one <laughs> that's true good stuff yeah really good movies really fun series um so yeah you should do that and uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff. You should rate, rate and review the show on uh, Podchaser or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get the podcast. There's a YouTube channel. We have a Discord that you can come nerd out with us. Remember, we're a chosen people. Uh, a geekdom of priests. Do, 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 do. This was an Anazal Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazal Ministries podcast network.